0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Super big thanks goes out to Ace Andrews. But before we get to our conversation today with Lonnie Berger from Everyman and Warrior, just a challenge out there go out to iWorkForHim.com, check it out, check out all the information we got out there, our podcasts, our archives, but most importantly, The challenge to join the I Work For Him Nation. I Work For Him Nation is for people who are willing to start praying for their co-workers and employees by name each and every day because they want to see the Lord use them to make an impact on their workplace. And it starts with prayer for those that we work alongside. IWorkForHim.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Today we're going to be answering the question, are you a warrior for your marriage and for your children? Ladies and gentlemen, Fifty years ago, this was not a question. Men were raised to be men. Men were raised to be fighters, to be warriors, to 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 provide and protect, to be the leaders, spiritual leaders in the household. But in the last fifty years, men have been demoralized by media. They have been attacked for being the leaders in their family. In our society today, the words submission and respect are hate words. They're almost like hate speech. But it goes contrary to what the Bible's really saying. The Lord isn't saying that we would cause everybody to submit. The Lord is saying that, ladies and gentlemen, if a man would love his wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, the rest of the submission in the marriage and the coming alongside to make an amazing marriage and a light for the community would happen naturally because of the incredibleness of what's going on in the husband and wife relationship. Are you a warrior? Gentlemen, as you're listening today, my challenge is for you to hear what Lonnie Berger has to say. Lonnie Berger, president of Everyman a Warrior Ministry, found online at everymanawarrior.com. Welcome to I Work For Him.
1: Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here, and I'm just excited to talk with men in Europe, in Florida and other places around the world because men are struggling, and many of them just don't know what to do. And when hard things happen, why, they go, I don't know what to do. And every man of warrior is a ministry to men to give them the skills necessary to know how to walk with God and then how to love their wife and train their children to know that... how to face the hard things in life. And so I'm really excited to be here, Jim.
0: Well, we're excited to have you here. Normally on Tuesdays, Martha and I are on the air together. And today, Martha's got a vacation day as we were talking strictly about men issues. And I said, hey, take the day off. You deserve it. Uh, so some people might tune in today. Hey, Jim, where's Martha? That's where she's is. She's out on vacation. We're so grateful to give her that time off. Lonnie, before we get into the conversation about Every Man a Warrior, I always ask my guests to just share how Christ is making an impact on their life today. So what have you seen Christ doing in your life recently that revealed the ongoing work that he is doing in your life?
1: Well, first of all, Jim, let me give you uh, credit where credit is due. The Every Man a Warrior ministry, which is now in 17 countries around the world, is not because of Lonnie Berger. In fact, the Lord spoke to me one time and he said, Lonnie, millions of Christian women have been begging me for decades, God, would you please help the men? And if I heard the Lord right that time when I was spending a half day with him, women have prayed this ministry into existence. Hmm. And so what is the Lord doing in me? Well, he's allowing me every day to get in contact with men whose lives are being changed by every man aware. Just yesterday, a man emailed me and said, Lonnie, this has saved my marriage. Uh, can I come do this with you full-time? So I get emails uh, all the time, and the Lord keeps encouraging me, Lonnie, this is the right thing to do. Help men become the leaders, the warriors that God would intend them to do. But yeah, my time with the Lord always has to be the foundation of everything I do. So the Lord keeps speaking to me that He's in this work, and the women have prayed, And this is his ministry. It's not really my ministry.
0: I love that, that the women have prayed this into existence. And we're going to get into that deeply, but I understand exactly what you're saying, because it is a desperate need. So why don't you just start off the conversation with, how did you first become a Christ follower?
1: I came to Christ in college, and I immediately met the Navigators. And the Navigators is the organization that I'm under, And uh, Every Man of Warrior is a ministry of the Navigators. Many people have heard of the Navigators. They primarily work in college and military ministries around the world, but we also have ministries in churches and communities and so on. But I came to Christ, and they immediately taught me how to have a quiet time. And I found that most Christians have never been taught how to spend time alone with God. But it was in college when I first met Christ and first began to learn how to walk with Christ.
0: Mm, that's awesome and the navigators ministry it is powerful I remember the first time I heard about it when my sister went to college she's a few years older than me and I heard about it I'm like, Cool, so even though you're going to a secular campus because we could grew up we couldn't afford to go to a Christian college there's fantastic Christian ministries on campus, and of course, campus crusade was there, and the navigator was there, yeah there's a couple of other ones, and they were all providing just great resources and I loved that that was so so encouraging and and as i've gotten to know, our local one of our local navigators guys here in Tampa Bay, Brian Zoss, he talked to me about the ministry that you guys have with pastors and encouraging pastors and counseling yes. pastors. That's a huge thing that more pastors need to know about. I know it's not our conversation for today, but this is a powerful conversation. Lonnie, talk to me about how you said that women prayed this ministry into action, but how did the Lord lay this on your heart specifically?
1: Jim, that's a good question. It was 1988, and I had a crisis of faith. I was leading good theological Bible studies with men, but I found out that most of them really weren't that interested. So one day before the Bible study, I asked the men, Men, tell me what's going on in your life. And I got the shock of my life. They shared how their marriages were hurting, their children weren't doing well, money was tight, work was awful, and some even admitted to dabbling in porn. The crisis of faith for me was that my Bible study did not address any of those issues. And it was on that day I said, God, we got to do something different. This isn't working. And so I began to pray, 1988, God, would you give us a new Bible study for men, something relevant, something that would help them succeed in life. And I prayed that on a regular basis for the next 20 years. Now, I didn't know it, but God took me through some years of hard times, and during that he was writing it in me. And in 2009, I'm out on my, uh, my prayer walk, And I'm just spending time with the Lord. I'm praying for my family and money and my children in the ministry. And I said, Lord, what about this Bible study? And the Lord spoke to me and said, The time is right and I want you to do it. Well, I was shocked, but that began the process. Now, I had been thinking about it for 20 years. But in 1988, when I realized men need help in the practical areas of life and my theological Bible studies, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with good theology except that men don't live there. 90% of a man's life is going to be consumed by money, marriage, raising children, sex, moral purity, and work, going through hard times. And that's what this Bible study is about.
0: Well, and as I went through just the one book, and I spent you know many hours going through it and looking at the the content, what I saw was Holy smokes, this is practical. As I said, Martha and I do a lot of marriage mentoring, and I, this is exactly where men are at. They actually need to be retaught. What does it mean to be a biblical man? What does it mean to be the spiritual leader in a household? What does it mean to be a man of God and a warrior for Christ? It, it, it really spells that out. And, and that's what I love. So this isn't just this isn't for men that are just messed up. This is for any Christ following man who wants to understand his role in, in the body of Christ, correct?
1: That's right. The vast majority of men do not know uh, their biblical responsibility as a husband. The reason is most of them have not been taught how. The very first lesson in book two is a story of about a group, uh, a man and a wife called Ted and Cindy. They were having marriage problems, and Ted wanted to talk with me. He told me how Cindy was, you know, causing all these problems, and I said, Oh, Ted, I'm so sorry. Ted, let me ask you this question. What are you doing to fulfill your biblical responsibility as a husband? He said, I don't know. What are you are talking about? So we went to Ephesians 5.25 and read it. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the Church and gave up his life for her. And I said, Ted, what do you do to give up your life for Cindy? what do you do to treat her special? And he looked at me, and he looked at the verse, and he said, I don't know. I've never seen this before. I talked with pastors, hundreds of pastors. I did church consulting for five years, and when I talked to them about preaching on marriage and raising children, they all said the exact same thing. They said, Lonnie, we never had a class on that in seminary. No one ever taught us about this in seminary. So i got to start from scratch, and so they were hesitant to teach on it. Well, but I find well, that most just, men have well, never well, learned their biblical responsibility in marriage.
0: Well, I mean, in a lot of the sermons, and I've, we've talked about this many times on the show, is that uh, uh, what uh, the sermons that I heard were always the wives submit to your husbands. That that part of the sermon. But it wasn't the husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So it was was half of the message, but not the whole message. Because if every man would love his wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, no wife would ever have a hard time submitting to that kind of leadership in a household.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right, brother. Uh, For a man to love his wife well, though, we have to go back one step. For a man to become the kind of husband God wants him to be, he has to get his walk with God strong. Mm -hmm. You and I cannot fulfill our biblical responsibility, a husband, because deep down inside, we're all selfish, and we deal with our selfishness by going deep with God. I cannot give up my life for my wife like Christ did and gave up his life for the Church and blessed first. I grow in my relationship with God, my intimacy with God to the point where I want to obey him. I want to be the kind of husband, the kind of man, the kind of father God wants uh, me to be. So that's why book 1, maybe the most important book in the in the series Walking with God because that's where for 9 weeks we help men get their walk with God started. And then in well, book 2 we start talking about marriage, but we've got to get our walk with God strong to, in order to become the husband God wants us to be.
0: Well, and I think, that let's just talk a little bit about, you've got the three books, then we'll talk about what the Every Man a Warrior study looks like when people get together, but you've got these three books, and it does start with Walking with God, book one, which I thought was fantastic, because you're just given the basis. Why don't you just give a brief overview of what that book is all about?
1: Now, Walking with God helps you uh, begin to experience the great commandment,
0: this is Matthew 22,
1: when Jesus is asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in all the law? And I don't think Jesus stuttered a bit. I think Jesus answered it immediately, he said, the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first, and this is the greatest commandment. So developing our love relationship with God is where God begins to change our heart. God begins to help me deal with my selfishness or my woundedness. And intimacy with Christ actually becomes the foundation for fruitfulness. That's found in John 15, the vine and the branch. If a man abides in me, he will bear fruit. If a man does not abide in me, does not spend time with Jesus, connecting himself to Jesus, he is thrown forth like a branch. The branches wither, we throw them in the fire and burn them. They're worthless as far as fruit-bearing. So, Jim, when we get a man walking with God deeply, then all of a sudden his heart begins to soften. He begins to hear God's voice, and we've had dozens of testimonies where men in their quiet time have heard God speak to them, and God has said, you're not kind to your wife, or you're harsh with your wife. And the men have never heard that before. They didn't even know that was true. But we start by walking with God. Once we get our walk with God going, then we can start addressing these harder issues, these practical issues of marriage and raising children, or money and sex and moral purity, work and going through hard times, which is what we do in Book 3.
0: All right. Let me just let everybody know we're talking today with Lonnie Berger. He's the president of Every Man a Warrior ministry. Warrior, like beat your fist on your chest, warrior. I know when I say that, it's my Minnesota accent coming out there and people think I'm saying worrier. Not worrier, but warrior. Everymanawarrior.com is how you can find out more about this ministry. And honestly, this is a study that Groups of men should be going through around the nation. It's, well, in fact, I think they are. How many every man of Warrior groups are there going on around the country right now?
1: Well, we've had about 20,000 men use it in the first five years. So another three to 5,000 men will start this fall. We've sold a lot of books here in August and September, and we'll sell a lot in October. But we've also used it in 17 countries around the world. So men everywhere, no matter what country you're in, once you get married, your life is consumed by money, marriage, raising children, sex, moral purity, work, and going through hard times. So it's it's practical, and it's used by men all over the world right now.
0: So how do people find out if there's a local Everyman a Warrior group going on? I mean, is there on your well, website? to you you help identify them or not? You can help us. Go to
1: our website and, and uh, contact our administrator, John, at everymanawarrior.com and he can put you in uh, touch with some groups in your area because we do have our database of those who have who have purchased book? Uh, if there's nobody close to you, we have designed this so that you can start your own group. Every man, a warrior, the first page of every lesson in every book is a leader's guide. So if you can read, you can lead your own group. You could get a group of three or four other men and start this, because wherever we go, men find out, yeah, this is practical. This is what I struggle with every day. So even if we can't get you connected with a group right in your church, you can be the one that God uses to get this started. And you could just need another couple other men to go through it with you if they want to be men who want to know how to walk with God, succeed in life, and spiritually multiply. It's the easiest Bible study you'll ever recruit to, because men need help in these practical areas
0: well and it is so practical and so applicable and these guys out there and we got a lot of people i mean everybody listening today's in some sort of workplace it, it, i mean everybody's in some sort of workplace whether they're full-time at home or full-time in a job somewhere else getting paid Everybody's got a workplace, and this is going to teach you how to be a warrior for Christ, whether you're at home or in the workplace, and how to deal with those issues. We're talking today with Lonnie Berger. He's the president of Every Man a Warrior, and you can find out more online at everymanawarrior.com. That's everymanawarrior.com. Go out there, check it out. Lonnie, as we look at these three books, so you got the first book is Walking with God. So it's a discipleship book on how do I learn to walk with the Lord? How do I learn to spend time with him on a day-to-day basis? then the second one, Marriage and Raising Children, kind of half and half, half on how to have an incredible marriage, how to be a great man of God in your marriage, and then how to really connect with your kids, really, really powerful. And the third book, Money, Sex, Hard Times, and Making Your Life Count, Those are topics that people are really struggling with. This order, as the Lord gave it to you, as you were writing it all down, how refreshing was it to see those first guys pick it up and going, this is gold?
1: Well, Jim, that's a great question. We actually field tested it for two years with more than 500 men before we printed it. So the first year I set in with three different groups. We had 60-some men going through it. We rewrote the material, and one of the things we realized is that most men, the place of their greatest pain was in the area of marriage and raising children. So during that second year, we determined that we have to put the lessons on marriage and raising children up closer to the front of the course. And so we always got to start with the walking with God. We've always got to get our quiet time solid before we can even address these other issues. But we uh, the second year, we had 500 men go through it, and I got 200 men to give me written feedbacks. Mm, wow. And just to reiterate how important it is, one of the questions on the survey was, what was the most significant thing that happened in every man of war in your life? Eighty percent said that the thing that changed their life the most was they started to have a regular quiet time, Amen. and they started to hear God's voice, or they started to feel God's love. We had one man in Michigan who, by the time he was 10 years old, his dad had been in prison twice, and his mom coped with this problem by becoming an alcoholic. So he grew up in a horribly dysfunctional family. He grew up alone. Okay, fast forward 35 years, he's now in his second marriage, and his second marriage is about to fail. His wife suggests they go to church. They go to church the very first week. The church says, hey, we're starting a new thing called Every Man a Warrior. This guy's name is Andy. His testimony is on our webpage. Andy got in Every Man a Warrior and learned how to have a quiet time. Now, in that quiet time, he learned how he learned the war method of prayer, W-A-R. W stands for worship. A stands for admit sin. And so each day he said, Lord, I'm struggling with anger. Lord, I'm struggling with anger. It's about to ruin my marriage again. And he said this in his testimony. He said, every time I admitted to God my struggle with this, he said, I did not feel God's condemnation. I felt God's love. He said, eventually, God began to show me I needed to forgive my mom and dad. When I extended forgiveness to them, my anger went away, and it saved their second marriage, his second marriage. And now Andy's leading his third Everyman a Warrior group.
0: So let me ask you a couple of just procedural questions. Do you find that, I mean, are the majority of these uh, Everyman a Warrior groups going on inside the church or outside the church building? Great question, Jim. It's about half and half. About half of the men do
1: it in the context of a church, but half of the men do it in their businesses or in a parachurch ministry or in their neighborhood. And in fact, uh, we're finding the, Side of the ministry that's outside the church growing faster. And so once men discover that they have a tool that helps them disciple even their sons, their son-in-laws, or a neighbor, or someone who's newly come to Christ, but we have hundreds of Bible studies going on in businesses where the owner's a Christian, or there are several key men in the company that uh, have godly values and want to help men. In fact, we have businesses that are run by Christian owners who say, the thing I lose most in my business is when marriages fall apart, the men stop being able to work their job effectively. Oh, so if I can have so a Bible true. study
0: that helps them succeed in their marriage, it helps my business. So true. We talk about that all the time, that if your relationships at home are a mess, whether it's between you and your spouse or you and your children, it impacts everything you do, and it certainly impacts your ability to have a great, productive day of work. And that's why we spend our Tuesdays talking about marriage and relationship issues, and that's why we've got Every Man a Warrior on today, because if we ignore these absolutely terrible issues going on in our society today. We, we, yeah. We're really pretty much giving up the fight, and I am not willing to give up the fight. I will go down fighting for marriage in America because it is, and around the world, as people are listening to this, Lonnie, as people listen to it all over the world eventually through the podcast, marriage is under attack, and it's because men have been under attack, and men have been not taught how to be a man of God in their marriage. They haven't been given that example And they haven't been taught it, and that's what this is all about, teaching men how to be warriors for Christ in their lives. Yeah,
1: we find that when a man
0: gets his walk with God strong, then he becomes the spiritual leader of the
1: home. In fact, when the Lord spoke to me and said millions of Christian women have been praying, what they've been praying is that men would become the spiritual leader of their home. I don't believe any woman wants to be the spiritual leader of the home. She would gladly follow a man who is the spiritual leader of the home. But most men have never been taught how to walk with God deeply, how to assume their biblical role as a husband. Men try to do that, but mostly we have not been trained how. And that's why in Book 1, Walking with God, and then in Book 2, Marriage and Raising Children, we talk about being the kind of servant leader that Jesus Christ wants us to be and when a man comes home and he loves and serves his family he begins to live for something bigger than himself he begins to live for his wife and kids the wife wants to follow that kind of leader
0: well and that's what I want as we had we got a couple minutes left till the break and that's why I really wanted to head with this you 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 get into as we talk about book number 2 which is a focus on marriage and raising kids you, right at the beginning you you bring up two verses that are Often, I don't even know if they're often quoted. They're probably the most not often quoted about marriage verses. Uh, Ephesians 5.25 for husbands. I'm doing this in the New Living Translation because I'm a simple guy. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her. And you asked that question as you did to Ted, I believe his name was, in yes. Michigan. Hey, Ted, what have you done to give up your life for your wife? But then you go on and then you bring up 1 Peter 3.7 where it says, husbands, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. And then you come back, and you ask Ted that same question. What have you done to honor? I think, I, I don't let me misquote you. Go ahead and talk about that conversation when you brought up 1 Peter 3, 7 to the same guy.
1: Yeah, 1 Peter 3, 7 is kind of one of those passages that it's hard to translate in the Greek. So the NASB translates it this way. Husbands, live with your wife in an understanding way and treat her with honor so that your prayers will not be hindered. Those are the three key points. Understanding way, treat her with honor. We had a man at the Army War College. He's quite up. He's a a general. And he had come to Christ and uh, immediately got into an everyman a warrior group. And as he was meditating on 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands, live with your wife in an understanding way. He began to think about, what does that mean? And one of the things we help you do is help men identify your wife's love language. Sure. Most of us of men will try to love our wives the way we long to be loved, according to our love language. But in Every man and Warrior, we want you to discover what your wife's love language is. So this three-star general discovered that his wife's love language was words of affirmation. Now he gets up real early, he's a busy man, so he gets up early, he bought a little pad of sticky notes. And he began to write notes to his wife, words of affirmation. Honey, I love you, and you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And he would stick that on her mirror. Honey, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Now, he had come to Christ later in life. And so he would say things like, honey, thank you for sticking with me when I was not the husband I should have been. Uh, Thank you for making me a better man. And he told me this privately. He said, my wife of 35 years, when she reads those messages, because it touches her love language, she giggles. Men, when was the last time you did something for your wife where she giggled? And I think that's just indicative. Women long to be understood. And when we understand their woundedness, their love language, we understand what allows them to feel loved. And we begin to change our patterns of relationship with them so that they feel loved. It strengthens our marriage. They want to respond to a man like that.
0: So Husbands,
1: live with your wife in an understanding way. That's what God says, and we want to help you learn how to do that.
0: But there are men listening right now going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lonnie. Lonnie, Lonnie, seriously, Lonnie. Are you hearing me, Lonnie? They're going, you're telling me that I'm going to understand my wife. I mean, okay, just understand, because you just quoted the Scripture where we talked about together, 1 Peter 3, 7, that husbands must give honor to their wives, treat your wife with understanding as you live together, going on to say so that your prayers will not be hindered. But there, there are a million guys out there, and you're one of them. You've been married a long time. I've been married a long time. That understanding our wives,
1: that's yeah, Jim, a project. That's a good question, because when a man tells me that, uh, or they say, We're, you're going to help me understand my wife, they normally burst out laughing. And I say to them, you're normal. Now, the world has trained us to think that this can't happen. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. That's a book from 20 years ago but we've been trained to think that we can't have understanding. But men, I want to tell you, this is how God causes you and I to grow as a man. God did not set us up for failure. He did not give us a command and then say, ha ha, I know you can't do it. So when 1 Peter 3, 7 comes around, husbands, live with your wife in an understanding way. It many times is a long-term process whereby we learn to understand our wife's woundedness, what makes her tick, what makes her afraid, where she needs to be loved, where she needs to be understood and given grace. And this is how you and I become better men. This is how you and I grow as men. It doesn't take much of a man to continue to be harsh and angry and unsympathetic, and misunderstand his wife and say, oh, she's just a woman. That doesn't take much of a man. God actually wants you and I as men to become wise in how we understand and then treat our wives. Now, men, if you have daughters, they're watching. Mm, And when a man does not deal with his own selfishness, he's going to train his daughters to be controlling women, because they're going to learn, watch out for yourself, because men are selfish.
0: Well, one of the most powerful things you could teach a man who has daughters is for them, or and sons. I mean, really, is that understand? You're being an example of what kind of what she should expect from a husband. You're setting the example for what a husband for a husband is going to treat her, and you're setting an example for your sons on how he should treat his future wife. So to understand, and most men are like, "What? Come on, I don't have time for that." and we wonder why we got where we are in our society today. We've stopped being intentional with our behaviors and we stopped discipling men. Honestly, that's my biggest issue. We've got to help we've got to help the church. This is a fantastic tool to help the church start discipling men all over again with stuff that they really need to hear. Isn't that really part of the issue? That's right, Jim. Most men do not know their biblical responsibility
1: as a husband or their biblical responsibility as raising children. I was in Albany, New York, and I had a group of about 80 men, and I said, men, how many of you want your children to follow God And every hand shot to the air? Right. I said, men, how many of you are willing to sacrifice to see that your children get the training they need so they'll follow God And every hand shot into the air? I said, great. And then, last question, how many of you know three verses on raising children? and not one hand went up. Mm. And you can do this with the issue of marriage, or the issue of raising children, or money. We have got to begin to train our men what the Bible says about these practical areas. So if a man does every man a warrior, he's going to come out of the Course with five verses on marriage and how to put them into practice. He's going to memorize five verses on raising children, and we're going to talk for seven weeks about how to put them into practice he's going to memorize five verses on money, and we're going to talk about for five weeks how to put them into practice. So it should be the norm, in my opinion, that a Christian man knows five verses on each one of these major subjects that men deal with every day, especially the subject of marriage and raising children. Because if we don't know the Scripture on these issues, then you know what we'll do? We'll do
0: what everyone else does,
1: and we'll get the same results. Well, and, and that's think, why God gave us the Scripture to get, help us to know how to live life successfully.
0: Well, and that's one of the most powerful things you just said is like we got to get people into the Scriptures. We got to get people yes. reading it. There's a lot of Christians that just aren't doing it. So, as you're listening today, just hear this: that the answers are there, and this going through the Every Man a Warrior series, gentlemen, is going to help you understand what the Scriptures have to say. Lonnie, where have most men and women today gotten their ideas about marriage? And raising children?
1: Well, there's two default modes that we have. Uh, we normally get it from our parents. And so, however, we saw dad treat mom, that's how we will think we should treat our wives. Now, here's the dilemma most of our younger generations are coming, or at least half of them, are coming from broken families. Right. And many of us now, even we got most of our training from watching TV. And so we've been trained to think in an anti-biblical way about what it means to be a man, especially when it comes to how do we treat women. And so the issue of using and abusing women and discarding women, the message of that in the world is destroying the minds of our young people especially. But the statistics are that 67% of Christian men now dabble in porn at some level. And it's 97% of Christian men or men in general in college who are using porn on a regular basis. Pornography teaches men to use women, abuse women, and discard women. So we have these default modes that are so bad. Either we didn't have a good dad or we have got our values from the TV. We had a man in L.A. who was raised in a gang. Uh, Jose got out of the gang at 17 by joining the military, and while he was in the military, someone shared the gospel with him, and he came to faith in Christ. I met him 10 years later. Later, Jose is now married. He's got a wife and two little girls that were just so precious, and he came to me and he said, Lonnie, with my background, no dad, my mom sold drugs, I was raised in a gang, how am I going to be a good dad or a good father? Well, he went through every warrior. He literally just memorized, almost, book two on marriage and raising children. And we teach men how to have one-on-one time with your kids. We teach men how to relate to their wives in an understanding way and treat them with honor. And we start to then give them biblical values in each of these two most important relationships. But you're right, Jim. Without going to the Scripture and being with a group of men where we can discuss these things— We will end up doing what everyone else does, and then we'll get the same results.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. All right, so answer the question on uh, cross-cultural churches. You know, I I could see, you know, I'm I'm in a church that has very little cross-cultural influence, but there's a lot of churches out there in in America that are reaching lots of diverse communities. Does this study work in the urban areas as opposed to the suburban areas? I mean, how is this working in, in what areas of the country?
1: Well, absolutely, Jim. We've been field testing it in the African-American culture. We've had about 20 prison ministries. That's where Brian Zoss has been so helpful. Brian has used this in his prison ministry. We've had over 2,000 men in prison who have gone through Every Man a Warrior now. Some have had such dramatically changed lives that they've gotten early release because the parole board has seen the transformation in their lives. But yes, men issues are the same no matter what culture you grow up in. That's why these books went around the world, 17 different countries. We now have it in Spanish and Portuguese and Czechoslovakian and in Russian. And so men everywhere are addressing or struggling with these exact same issues, money, marriage, raising children, sex, moral purity, work, and going through hard times. Now, I will admit, I'm a white guy, and so some of the stories may be more tainted towards The white uh, middle-class man. However, overseas we've seen this, even with our African-American friends or our Hispanic friends. They have said, no, the biblical principle is there. Even the story might have been about a white guy, but the truth is us in our minority culture struggle with those exact same issues, and we have those exact same problems.
0: You know, what I love is that you take this series, Every Man a Warrior, where people can find out more about it online at everymanawarrior.com and, and you can get discipled yourself and then start taking other men through it and start feeding them. And it, As you said earlier in the show, it's going to impact not only their own personal walk with the Lord, but their family, their marriage, their, their, their yeah. relationship with their kids, and then their relationships at work because all of a sudden they start to understand their role. When we come back, Lonnie, from the break, I want to hit on what are some of the things that men are going to learn about relationships, nurturing the relationships with their children, we're going to focus on that in our last segment. You know how hard I work to find ministries that are making an impact on those of us out there in our workplaces, and I'm always looking for things that are investing in men. Ladies that are listening, and I know I have a lot of them, you know the battle for your husband's soul. You know the battle for your son's soul. You know the battle for your fathers and your brothers, that that we haven't been raised to be a warrior for our wives, for our children, that But yet the scriptures have so much to say about this. And that's what's so awesome about this material, Every Man a Warrior, that you can find out about it online at everymanawarrior.com, is that this is teaching men what the scriptures have to say about their role. And Lonnie, in our last few minutes, I really want to talk about what does it teach men about relationships with their children? Because you said a couple of things in there that said children get their self-image from what they believe dad thinks about them. And then, words spoken to a child determine destiny. That's a lot of power being, being brought to them from their fathers.
1: Yeah, Jim, it's an amazing thing. I have found, I had a counseling ministry for 10 years, and men would come, and as we would ask God what, they, what we should talk about, where their hurts were coming from, many times it was from horrible, angry words, uh, critical words that dads said to their children. And the Scripture teaches us in James, that the anger of man does not work. The anger of man does not bring the right, wise outcome that God desires, and especially this applies to raising children. So one of the things we teach men how to do is how to have one-on-one time with their children. For seven weeks, a man will go and practice how to have one-on-one time with his children or grandchildren for one hour, and during that time we will help him learn how to make it safe, learn to ask questions, shut up and listen, make it mostly about the child, pray with the child, and then speak a building block of truth into that child as the Lord leads. Now, we've had men who've created little cheat sheets on a three-by-five card, make it safe, learn to ask questions, shut up and listen, make it mostly about them, pray with them, and speak a building block of truth into their life. But there's something in the God-given design of every child that when dad chooses to spend time with that child, it makes their heart sing. That child feels good when dad says, hey, son or daughter, let's me or you, let's me and you go do something together. And so when we learn how to spend time with our children, we do have the responsibility to train them. That's one of the principles. It is the father's God-given responsibility to train his children. Most of us don't know how to do that, especially if we didn't have a dad, and especially since nobody trained us in it, we just don't know what to do. So anyway, Every Man of Worry will start you in this process of new lifelong practical skill, how to spend time with your children, building spiritual blocks of truth, speaking words of affirmation and encouragement into the lives of your children.
0: And there is a great story in the study in, in the kids learning, the kids relation one, where, where the guy learned all this stuff and it was he thought it was just too late. But it was encouraged just to start that one-on-one time. And after weeks of one-on-one time with his daughter, he was able to reconnect with his kids, all of his kids. And that's the encouragement. Lonnie, I want to thank you. We could have talked about this for an entire week of shows probably, but thank you so much for giving us your time today to talk about EveryManAWarrior.com. Next time you're in Tampa, let's do this face-to-face. Find out more about Lonnie Berger and his ministry online at EveryManAWarrior.com. Lonnie, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Jim, for having me. God's
0: blessing on you. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, just a challenge to go out to IWorkForHim.com. Join the I Work For Him nation tonight. Start praying for your coworkers and employees tomorrow. Start seeing the Lord change your workplace right away. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you really were challenged by EveryManAWarrior.com. It certainly brought a challenge to me. It is life-changing material. EveryManAWarrior.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately... I work for him.